the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Christian men and women are restored to the same holiness. There is no distinction there in terms of salvation, in terms of spirituality, in terms of the blood that purchased your soul. There is nowhere in Scripture or anywhere in society or anywhere in social circles in their desires and dreams that speaks of equality as holy and completely as the passages we're looking at this morning. Join us now for Grace to the Bay as we glorify the Lord Jesus Christ through sound expository teaching by our teacher, Dr. Roger Chen. Grace to the Bay is the radio outreach of Grace Church of the Bay Area located in San Mateo. If you are blessed by Dr. Chen's message and are looking for a church home, you're invited to come worship with them. Now, here is Dr. Chen. As we continue through the Word of God verse by verse, we find ourselves in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And we've been in the middle of what seems on the surface a very interesting topic and series of headship and head coverings. By way of review, what the Apostle Paul is doing by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is he's using an ancient local custom of women wearing head coverings in order to establish a bigger principle, which is the subordination of women to men. Now, we've talked about the wonder of God's design and the danger of letting society encroach upon that in our minds, especially as Christians. This is something that can happen not only in this topic, but in a vast array of topics, more and more, it seems, every year that passes in our liberal culture. We cannot let society define and reinterpret what the Bible says, no matter who you respect that says those things, no matter how much we may feel that it's unfair, no matter how much we may think it's not right. We must always default to the Bible and the one who wrote the Bible, God, very God. We have seen already that Paul has established that for a married woman in that time and place to go out without a head covering would be really bad. It was a cultural norm. It was expected of them. But to do ministry as a Christian, as a woman, without a head covering would be much worse. Because then you are not just saying, I'm going to ditch the cultural norm. You're going amidst the people who understand God's design for marriage, God's design for men, God's design for women, and saying, doesn't matter to me, even in the midst of God's people. You're not just offending the culture at that point. You're offending the chosen people of God. And we as God's people today have a deeper understanding of men's and women's roles in God's eyes And we must understand that and stick to those. It would be so unthinkable in that day, so offensive to not wear a head covering in public, let alone at church, that Paul says that if you're going to go without such a covering, you might as well shave your head. A public symbol of shame that was associated with prostitution and adultery. And we saw last week that the big picture is gender distinctions. He is establishing those, 
but gender distinction and God's glory manifested through them. All of that explains the reality of how a man is to honor God, but also how a woman is to honor God by honoring her husband. But let's be frank. Until now, we haven't been told why. We haven't seen any biblical foundation to justify this view of female subordination or gender roles. Equality, remember, but subordination, different roles. And again, we appeal to the very Godhead. Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, is equal with God the Father, and yet he submits to the Father's will, even to the point of torture and death. The Holy Spirit submits to both of them, and yet he too is equal. And then when we see the gender roles, we've never been told yet why. Why does God do this? Why does God want this? Why do we do this? 2,000 years since he wrote about head coverings, long after the issue of head coverings has dissipated, it's disappeared, it's a non-issue, Christians are not called to do that today. They haven't for decades, for centuries. Why? Well, as we continue this morning, Paul will tell us why. And he doesn't just use theology. He doesn't just use a doctrinal practice from the early church. He goes all the way to the very beginning. The beginning of what? The beginning of everything except for God himself and the angels. Paul will appeal to the very plan of creation and the way in which God created humanity to explain why men have a particular function and women have a different function. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 7 through 10. And he says, For man ought to have his head covered, ought not to have his head covered, rather, since he is the image and glory of God. But the woman is the glory of man. For man does not originate from woman, but woman from man. For indeed, man was not created for the woman's sake, but woman for the man's sake. Therefore, the woman ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. Let's jump in. And this morning, I want to give you four theological reasons for subordination. The first one is the respective representations. Look again at verse 7 where he says, For a man ought not to have his head covered, since he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of man. Remember, though we pick apart the Scriptures and I preach verse by verse, which does not allow us or give me the time to go through, for example, an entire chapter, let alone an entire book of the Bible in one morning, because we want to go deeper, we want to go slower, Because those work together. The slower you go, the deeper you can go, which is why we go verse by verse, if not word by word. But sometimes we can uh, lose the forest for the trees. Remember, this is one letter. This is one flow of thought. This is the same topic. He didn't stop and then come back and write these three or four verses seven days later the way we're studying them. And so we must remember that he connects this with the word for. It shows us that he is continuing his thought. He is elaborating on what he has said in verses 4 through 6, which I'd like to read for you again. Every man who has something on his head while praying or prophesying disgraces his head. 
But every woman who has her head uncovered while praying or prophesying disgraces her head, for she is one and the same as the woman whose head is shaved. For if a woman does not cover her head, let her also have her hair cut off. But if it is disgraceful for a woman to have her hair cut off or her head shaved, which Paul knows that that is true, let her cover her head. Now in verse 7, he gets into his explanation of why she should do this. Now remember, this isn't just about wearing some sort of cloth or veil or whatever it is. Again, we don't have archaeological evidence to show us exactly what this head covering looked like. But he's bringing up a bigger principle. It is quite possible because the Corinthians have sent Paul several questions that he is answering in 1 Corinthians that they asked about wearing or not wearing head coverings for the women, for Christian women, for Christian women in the church. And as we saw with simply eating meat at a temple, he uses it to bring up a bigger picture. And here it is the roles of husband and wife within a marriage, but also within the church. And now, as I mentioned earlier, he explains why by referring back to Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. Now, he doesn't quote them, but we're going to look at those uh, some verses from those chapters. The church would have been very familiar with this already, as you are with the creation account. But before we turn to Genesis, notice in verse 7, He's explaining why a man should not have his head covered, whereas a woman should. In other words, he's explaining why the woman should wear a sign of authority on her head, whereas a man should not. And notice that he uses the same term, but man is called the glory of God, and woman is called the glory of man. Now let's turn to Genesis chapter 1 and see what in the world all of this means. Genesis chapter 1, I'd like you to look at verses 26 through 28. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. You can't go any further back than this. If knowing that 1 Corinthians 11 is God's very words is not enough, he appeals to the very act of creating man and woman, Adam and Eve. There's nowhere else you can go. You go to the highest authority. You go furthest back in history as you can go. It's like saying, yeah, I I don't think that's what this is for. And some guy goes, I actually had lunch with Steve Jobs, and he said, that's what the iPhone is for. You can't disagree with that. You've read the owner's manual, and now you've actually talked to the inventor and creator of the very item. There's no one else you can appeal to. And so we go all the way back, and we can go no further. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28. Then God said, let us make man in our image, this is the Holy Trinity speaking, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. You remember, by this time, everything else had been created, sun, moon, stars, earth, oceans, including the animal kingdom. So all the animals were already there. Verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them. 
And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Some of you have pets. Some of you enjoy going to the zoo to see animals. Uh, I myself am one of those. I really, really like animals. I appreciate them. But we must always remember that the height of God's creation was humanity. And not only that, He put us over humanity. You understand that there's even animosity between us and the animal kingdom, such as meat-eating predators, lions, tigers, animosity between us and things like rattlesnakes. We're scared of them. We run away from them. We freeze. We call animal control if we see them. Hopefully you'll never see a lion or tiger in the streets. Maybe a rattlesnake, a mountain lion. There's animosity there. We're scared of them because of the fall, because of sin. But the way it was in the Garden of Eden, everyone got along, but humanity was over all of them. But to male and female, both Adam and Eve were created in God's image. The word image is a word that is used of a work of art or a picture, a pattern, an image. It could be an imprint of an image. This word, of course, in in its original context was before uh, photography, for example, or uh, computers. So what would they do when they needed an image? They would carve it in something, put it in their form of ink or dye, and then they would press it on the paper. It could even refer to a shadow or a reflection. For mankind, it speaks of the fact that Adam and Eve and all of us are visible representations of God Himself. Now this is very important and it's a point of confusion for many people, especially because Jesus Christ came to earth. Our representation of God, the fact that we are made in the image of God, does not entail a physical bodily resemblance. This does not mean that God has a physical likeness to us. It is a moral likeness. When we talk about being made in the image of God, we're talking about the moral, the spiritual, the mental image of God. Unlike the rest of creation, we have an intellect. We have an advanced will. We have knowledge. We have emotions that are similar to God, stained with sin, but similar to God. Finite, not infinite, but similar to God. Though some members of the animal kingdom have some of these, definitely a will, but regardless, they are nowhere as advanced as human beings who are created in His image. This was not a process of evolution. This is not just because we succeeded and the animals did it. On day one, when they were created, when the animals were created and then man and woman were created, We, they already had this distinction, this differentiation. Part of being made in the image of God also includes holiness, which was lost at the fall before believers was restored in Jesus Christ. Now, both men and women are made in the image of God. It is very important to understand that regardless of who you are, as a believer, you represent Him, you represent His character on earth, and as those who have dominion over the rest of creation. Going back to 1 Corinthians. Paul goes into more detail and says that man is the glory of God, 
but woman is the glory of man. We have already established equality. There's no question there. Both in the image of God and even what I said about the holiness being restored in Christ. Christian men and women are restored to the same holiness. There is no distinction there in terms of salvation, in terms of spirituality, in terms of the blood that purchased your soul. There is nowhere in Scripture or anywhere in society or anywhere in social circles in their desires and dreams that speaks of equality as wholly and completely as the passages we're looking at this morning. But then he talks about the differentiations of glory. Glory, that word in and of itself, speaks of a sign of honor. In this context, as we saw in 1 Corinthians 10.31, do all things to the glory of God. It is a reflection of that person's character so that they are honored. Remember back to 1 Corinthians 10.31. That's why we are to do everything to the glory of God. Everything we do, even whether we eat or drink, is to reflect back His glory and perfection and wonder. But then in continuation of what he wrote in verse 2 about Christ being the head of every man and man uh, being the head of a woman, Paul now says that man is the glory of God. That is, he manifests God's authority and will and reflects back God's character to him. Do Christian women do that? Absolutely, they must. But in this particular context, remember the Corinthians are asking about male-female relationships and specifically head coverings. So he says the woman in turn manifests the authority and will of the man. As such, in worship and ministry, the glory of God should not be covered even in a symbolic way, whereas anything else, including the glory of man, should be covered. We're talking about worship now in a worship service. In other words, nothing in those little house churches should happen that detracts from the glory of God, which explains why the glory of man, which is woman, must have their head covered. The focus must be on God. You say, well, if it's just symbolic, why do we do it? For the same reason, none of you are in PJs this morning. You dress up to some degree to reflect the glory of God in worship, to not be a distraction to our worship. If you showed up in pajamas and bunny slippers, you would distract us. We don't want to distract. And in that day and age, it was so significant. It was such a normal part of worship and the culture, like wearing clothes, that it would be distracting if a woman came in and didn't have this. And ultimately, when we're distracted in worship, it's not about just singing well or listening to the sermon. Ultimately, it's about distracting us from glorifying God. This is a hard principle to grasp today in our day and age because as much as women don't want to be seen as the glory of their husband, so husbands do not honor their wives as their glory. We cannot blame all of the problems in society and marriages simply because women don't do what they're supposed to do. Because men aren't doing what they're supposed to do either. But regardless, you need to understand the beauty of what is being laid out here. Glory. Glory. 
Because up until this point, what have we seen? What has Paul talked about? Shame. Shame. It's a shame. It's a disgrace. It's a shame. And now he says, he counters that and says, but you can, you can show glory. You can honor God. Countering shame with glory. Isn't that the Christian life? Isn't that sin then repentance? Isn't that grumbling at work and then coming to worship? Shame countered by glory. What a wonderful picture of God's plan. What a wonderful delight to live this out. You know, there's so many things that we work hard on and we know that God helps us. There's so many things that, that we, we struggle with and we say, I got to battle this for the glory of God. I got to fight with this. It is hard. I'm losing friends. I'm losing sleep. I'm losing weight. I, it is so hard. The guilt, the discipline, the fight, the battle, the victory, and then the failure again. How beautiful and wonderful it is that we have been given a head start, a leg up, simply because of our DNA and our genetics, male or female. It's not that women, again, don't glorify God. You must. But to make his point in this particular context, Paul is emphasizing the order of things in God's design. But why is woman the glory of man and not the other way around? To explain this, Paul again appeals to creation, and which leads us to our second theological reasons for subordination, the original order. Verse 8, for man does not originate from woman, but woman from man. Genesis chapter 2 now, would you turn there with me? And we'll look at verses 21 through 23. So the Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. Then he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had just taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said... This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. I'm joking. I doubt he said it like that. If you look at the original Hebrew, he's like, whoa, yes. I don't know if that's there, but he must have been excited. It must have been wonderful. But this simply explains why woman is man's glory. She is bone of his bones and flesh of his flesh. See, in the original creation of humankind, woman came from man. He was created from dust. She was created from him. Both man and woman, Adam and Eve, were created by God. But only one of them came through the agency of another human being. It wasn't Adam because he was the first ever. Yes, woman was created by God, but through the agency of man. To put it another way, Adam was created by God apart from human agency. No other human was involved. No other human could be involved. They didn't exist. Eve, on the other hand, was created by God through the agency of Adam or man. Fast forward. This goes back to the head coverings and the authority of the husband because there's a clear differentiation not only in the biology and roles of man and woman, but all the way back because of the original order of creation. And again, when something goes that deep, we see the significance of such markers as head coverings or whatever the local current cultural custom is. 
But this is a good reminder that although there are cultural symbols in every society and every period in history, the unchanging scriptures hold the greatest meaning and must inform all symbols for Christians. I would hope, for example, for those of you who are married, that the wedding ring on your finger holds greater significance for you than your non-Christian friends and neighbors because you understand the significance of marriage in God's eyes. It is just a cultural symbol. Non-Christians and Christians wear wedding rings, at least in our country. But it holds deeper significance for us as believers, doesn't it? Knowing that we were married not just with friends and family, but in the eyes of God. That vows were said that involved the name of God. Most likely, Scripture passage was read. Christian songs were read. You had a pastor and not a judge officiate your wedding. We understand all these symbols. We must be careful and not say, well, it's just something I do because cultural, it's the norm, don't want to stand out. These things have deeper meaning for us because of our connection to the Lord. And whether it's a wedding ring or a head covering or taking your husband's last name or whatever it is, any other cultural norm, we do so with the recognition of God's plan and God's glory. Because woman originated from man and not man from woman. This has been Grace to the Bay with Dr. Roger Chen. For the next part in this series, join us next week at this same time. Grace to the Bay is the radio ministry of Grace Church of the Bay Area, practicing and proclaiming the purity of biblical truth. You are invited to join them for worship services in San Mateo, Sundays at 11 a.m. Visit gracebayarea.org for service times, directions, live streamed services, listen to archived sermons, or to make a tax-deductible donation to help keep Grace to the Bay on the air so that we can continue to share Pastor Roger's teaching with you each week. Again, that's gracebayarea.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.